Sandball Podcast Network. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad pile of enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here today with John Tuvey seated to my left, and today Jay is sitting across from me. He didn't want to sit to the right of me today. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I do radio interviews before, and for some reason, I took this seat. It has nothing to do at all with the fact that you are not near me today, Scott. Huh. Interesting. And, and this gives me a little closer to Tuvi. You know, it's a it's a good thing. It's We're almost there. We're, almost We're basically almost. <laughs> I'm gonna do the whole show in just Peyton Manning jingle voice. I like it. I like it. All right. So this is the DFS value pod. We go over one player per position from each of us. Tuvi's wearing camo shirt. We, Wait, no, uh, that's not a jingle. Sorry. Do we think yeah. it is a good DFS value this year, this week? So, let's start with quarterbacks. Um, actually, before we start with quarterbacks, let me mention that we have a lobby at fanball.com. There's contests in there. I don't know if you've heard of it. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff. We have an $8,000 uh, NFL contest this week, 10 entry max, $10 Our contest. Our biggest yet, by the way. Biggest yet. Every For, week, we keep increasing it. Yep. We're, we're almost there. basically almost all right yeah and there's uh the fishbowl contest of course which is fanball.com slash sfb it's also in the lobby and of course we have the chase charge challenge the cha-cha-cha it's uh, a free roll it's not in the lobby but if you go to fanball.com backslash charge you can get into that thing you can win a ticket to play in week 17 with over 15 with fifteen thousand dollars in prizes $5,000 $5,000 grand prize. All you got to do is beat charge. It's all you have to do. It's got to be easy, right? Basically almost. <laughs> We're almost there. You are holding to this commitment. <laughs> all right. Let, now let's jump into the quarterbacks here. Uh, mine, is the, my, I, mine, mine is my number one quarterback ranked for the week. So we'll get into that in a second. But let's start with John. Who's your quarterback? Well, we're almost there with the Manning. We're, we're going with Eli. <laughs> I, I, I I like the uh, the value here at fifty six hundred for Eli Manning. The Chiefs uh, ranked twenty eighth against the pass. They've allowed five of the last eight quarterbacks they've faced to throw multiple touchdowns, uh, two hundred forty nine yards or more in six of eight. We know that uh, the Giants are not a a particularly strong running team unless they've got a real favorable matchup, and that's that's not where this matchup's going and. Well, we've seen how they play defense, so we know that uh, the Chiefs are going to put up some points, and Eli needs to uh, to keep pace. And if you look at what other quarterbacks uh, in this divisional matchup have done, the Chiefs have faced uh, the other three NFC East teams and given up an average of 268-2. and two. i got to believe Eli 
can hit those marks. And at 5,600, that's, uh, nice. you know, you don't have to pay up for a quarterback and you can get some pretty decent numbers. So this is definitely a week. I'm not paying up for a quarterback, even though I have Tom Brady as my number one quarterback. I'm, and he is ranked number one on the site. I don't think I'm paying up for a quarterback. There's too many values out there. No, we're almost there. We're yeah. basically almost my guy is Alex Smith. He's the 13th highest price. Ooh, nice. We had a delivery in here. Uh, 13th highest priced quarterback this week at 6,300. He's actually my number one ranked quarterback, and every one of us at FanWall has him in our top six. I believe Charge has him five. I have him one. Uh, I'm not sure where you guys have him. I've got him six. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm probably the, the outlier. And, you are. And I, I, I love the value as well, so I'll let you extol the virtues. Well, it's not hard to love a guy going up against a New York Giants defense that is the worst pass defense in the NFL over since week four. They're allowing multi, multiple touchdowns to like nearly every quarterback, 300 yards to nearly every quarterback. And out of the four games Alex Smith has played against a bottom 10 defense, he's had a 300-yard, three-touchdown game in three of them. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I, I I really like this matchup for him. It's sixty three hundred. He's going to be in every single one of my lineups this this week. Jay, we're up to quarterback. I know you're ordering lunch over there, but what do you got? Actually, I uh, I'm was ordering lunch, but I did all my research ahead of time, so I uh, uh, I'm prepared for this. I have uh, Jay Cutler at fifty eight hundred dollars. Now, am I the greatest admirer of Cutler? No, but it, I will acknowledge four straight games of multiple touchdown passes that's always good uh tampa bay for the season ranks 30th against the pass allowing 277 yards per game uh plus for the season uh opposing quarterbacks are th- completing passes at a 68 percent clip against the buccaneers that's pretty put good. that all together um i do like jarvis landry this week i like Kenyon drake we'll talk about him in a few minutes so the totality of it all i think cutler makes good sense at 5800 i will say this though i'm not a big fan of picking a low cost quarterback if i don't have a handcuff so it was imperative for me to either choose drake or landry if i were actually filling out a real fan ball card yeah you, you don't want your quarterback yeah. going naked exactly exactly don't, don't like naked quarterbacks even though we've seen jay we, cutler we have naked. seen a picture of jay yeah. cutler naked so That's probably why I, we needed thank to. god you yeah. said cutler not me <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there are any photos circulating but uh you know good Good. All good. But uh, there are all, photos. All they're just not circulating. Yes. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. I mean, like, that, that's what was implied there, there from be, that. That's there, what I got. I seem to recall my mom <laughs> taking a picture of me and my brother when we were, were like, maybe like a, a year old. That may be it. So, thankfully, that's all that we have. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head over to the running back position. John Tuvey, let's start with you again. Let's let's stick to this order. Why not? All right. Well, you know, lots of people have gone broke trying to read Bill Belichick's mind, and and I'm certainly not. Uh, you know, yeah. unless you're just simply betting on the Pats to win. Well, yes. I mean, if you're reading his mind that he wants to win, yes. If you're trying to uh, decipher uh, what uh, what he's going to do uh, at the running back position, you're really tempting fate. But that said, again this year. As a team, the Patriots have the third most fantasy points from their running backs. So I think now we kind of have a feel for the rotation, and, and it's Deion Lewis. He's led the yep. uh, Patriots in carries each of the past couple weeks. He had Mike Gillisley as a healthy scratch last week. So all signs are pointing towards Lewis being the guy that's going to get 50-ish percent of the touches in that backfield and uh, going against a, an Oakland defense that's giving up almost 110 rushing yards per game. 
even if he's sharing with Rex Burkhead, who's got 24 touches over the past couple games, um, this is going to be Deion Lewis's gig. And at $6,000, it's a risk I'm willing to take, especially since he seems to be the guy in the red zone as well. So lots of opportunities for for both Lewis at at 6,000 and Burkhead, who's a value himself at at 4,900. And, uh, you know, as we talked about, you don't have to pay up a quarterback this week. You could roster both running backs and for just under eleven grand. Get both of the Patri- get all of what the Patriots are going to do in the ground game against Oakland. Then you can really spend up. You know at, what? Oh, maybe put, put Travis White in Kelsey there for forty seven hundred as well. Why not? Why not? As your flex. Just get all three. No, well, but Lewis is by far the safest among them. That's probably why he's priced six thousand. But for a starting running back in a game that should have a lot of scoring, I believe the highest over under of the week. Uh, solid, solid. And, and one other angle that uh, I think might be being overlooked in this is that Denver was in, or, or uh, the Patriots were in Denver last week at altitude, stayed out there, and then are going to Mexico City where the game is played at altitude because yep. Mexico City is at altitude. And the Raiders are going out there, you know, they went out there earlier in the week, but the, the uh, Patriots have really had time to adjust. So... What's to stop them from n- not running, you know, overrunning a tired, worn down Raiders defense? And, yep. and the guy that's going to be handling that is most likely Deion Lewis. Yep, I, I do like that call. My call is a little more risky, especially if Woodhead plays. Um, Alex Collins, he's averaging 16 and a half touches over the last couple of games. Uh, he's had 10 to, 10 to 18 touches in, you know, the, the five games that he's really taken over the starting role. And uh, interesting note on his matchup with the Packers here. Of the 11 running backs with at least 14 touches, 10 of them had either 100 yards or a touchdown uh, against the Packers this year. They're, they're not, a, not a great run defense, bottom 10. So if Collins can squirm his way up to 14, 15, 16 touches yet again this week, uh, he should be in for a pretty big day. Um, just $4,900. So it uh, depends on how much Woodhead is involved, I suppose. Depends on uh, if, uh, if he can get those touches. But I think it's a pretty good call at 4900 Well, you know there's no bigger Danny Woodhead fan in the office, certainly, maybe in the entire free world than, <laughs> than myself. I've even got, you know, underneath my, the camo shirt that Jay was commenting on, I've got the Gimme Woodhead Till I'm Dead shirt because I can bust that baby out again. Absolutely. Um, They're going to run the offense like we saw in week one, and it was a heavy dose of Danny Woodhead, but both between the two backs, 21 and 19 carries, and I think Collins is the guy that takes the role that maybe they were slotting for West at the beginning of the year, and Woodhead comes back to his role. So there will be opportunities in this game, and at 4,900, regardless of what Danny Woodhead takes off the top, I think it's a great opportunity for Collins. Yep. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck of woodchuck could chuck wood? Boy, those things are just like deeply programmed from yes. like first grade. Yes, you know? yes. It's all part of the uh, the mind altering. Yes. So yes. Jay, who's your running back? A lot like duck, duck, gray duck. Um, I like it. We got I've it. Got we got, got it. I've got Kenyon Drake at $4,600. Typically, I'm not the type of guy that does a handcuff quarterback running back, but at the same time, this makes decent sense of – Looking at Drake's numbers, Drake has caught all eight of his targets in the last two weeks. Here's the deal. The Dolphins are averaging only 22.5 points in the last two weeks. And 
Drake has only done he's only touched the ball an average of 12 times and yet yep. he's produced back-to-back produced back-to-back outings of either 100 total yards or and or one touchdown. So you yep. put it all together. Yeah, touchdown in both. Yeah. Yeah. He he makes great sense at $4600. Uh no, he actually had a two-pointer in the one against the Raiders. Uh he didn't score a touchdown. Oh. He's been in the end zone. Yeah. Just leave it like that. Nice open. Plus, I talked about Cutler. Uh, trick. The Tampa Bay for the season, opposing quarterbacks have a comp- completion rate of 68%. Plus, I'll throw in something exterior here. Do you remember that office episode when Michael uh, was obsessed with trying to run as fast as some street sign that yep. was calculating? Yep. <laughs> and the average would be, what, 11, 12 miles per hour? When Kenyon Drake was at college. Someone, like some sports scientist, did a test at, at its maximum point. He was running at something of 22 miles per hour. So you get him in the open field, That's he yeah. makes class. perfect yeah. sense at 4,600. Yeah, and normally when they do the fastest plays yeah. of the NFL, that yeah. 20, 20 to 22 are the fastest and runs the, in the year. The Dolphins would not have dropped a J.I., Unless they had some confidence in Damien Williams or Drake, and I think Drake's the guy to get the first shot. What did Marshall Newhouse clock in the open field? Do we have any numbers on him? Was he in the 20s? <laughs> oh, no? Right. I, I don't have a comeback for that. <laughs> I do have a fun stat for you on Drake. Uh, he had 15 touches two weeks ago, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Of the five running backs to face uh, Tampa Bay and have 15 touches, 79 yards and zero touchdowns. Uh-huh. Okay. 152 and 2, 122 and 2, 134 and 2, 169 and 1. There you go. It put, it so puts, if Drake can get, you know, 15 ish touches with his explosiveness, he could fall right in that category. 100%. And you, I didn't even mention the best stat of the day. When you look at pro football reference against opposing running backs, pass friendly tailbacks, I should say, Tampa Bay is bottom 10 in across the board targets, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns allowed. It, everything we're seeing, it makes perfect sense. A lot sense. of good stuff for Drake at 46. In fact, you should have Drake in your card no matter what. Forget about this podcast. Like, <laughs> no, you should have him you know, as your flex no matter what. Like, find a way to get him in the lineup. But no, no frauds with Drake. You know, he started from the bottom. Nice. And Love the Drake. That's I, Love I the Drake. know nothing about Drake <laughs> other than I'm reference. reading song I, I had to get it in there. <laughs> Got to get the Seinfeld reference in. All right, John, let's go to your wide receiver. All right. Well, this was uh, bandied about in the office, and I was fortunate enough to uh, to win the uh, three three legged thumb war or whatever uh, we used to decide it. Three legged thumb war. Yeah, figure the go figure that one you, out. You just got here first. That. You, you, you picked no, first. No, nobody you gets picked, here before fish. Just admit it. Well, fish but, gets in at like two a.m. No. And then the rest of us. Start I tried to beat him, but I don't have the the little key fob that you gave me. <laughs> I can't find it, so I can't come in until seven o'clock. That's bad. Yeah, you, they're gonna you're gonna get dinged for that. Don't reveal that on the air. We'll edit that part out. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bruce Ellington this week. Uh, it's really incredibly difficult to recommend a Tom Savage wide receiver with a straight face, but um, at three thousand dollars, there there is not a cheaper wide receiver on the board no. uh, even before With this much potential well it, it, even before uh dd westbrook he took like over from too. <laughs> <laughs> oh dd westbrook we almost we almost talked about him but uh oh, we'll we, we've got him. a better we'll, option we'll, we'll get, get to him yeah yeah ellington had eight targets each of the last two games and now with will fuller out he's going to also in addition to playing in the slot uh he's going to kick outside as well so uh, against arizona you know the drill patrick peterson takes the number one receiver that's going to be deandre hopkins and he generally keeps a, a pretty good lid on that. But the Cardinals cannot stop secondary receivers. Uh, Honey Badger has not been uh, faring well in coverage in the slot. See the uh, 5 for 95 Doug Baldwin had last week. So that's some of what Bruce Ellington's going to see. Aguilar had a big game on, on 
Matthew blitzing, but yes. uh, I think they will push Ellington outside, though. Yes. Wherever he's lining up, it's not it's going matchup. to be Patrick Peterson is, is right. the key. That's and the key. That, that secondary already this year has given up seven touchdowns to tertiary receivers and ten games of 50 or more yards to non-receiver ones. So big opportunity. $3,000. Bottom price, Bruce Ellington. Even Tom Savage can throw it close enough. Well, he hit him for a touchdown last week, so i got to believe that he knows where, where to find Bruce that Ellington. Was a, I loved seeing Bruce Ellington. That was a catch-and-run touchdown more than a Tom Savage well, leg Everything yeah, yeah, with yeah. Tom Savage I, is a catch-and-run. I did run. really like seeing Bruce Ellington came out injured hand. They're like, we don't have anyone. Get back in. He got back <laughs> in, and he was a gamer. I, it, it looked good. Um, Jay, let's stay in the $3,000 range. Uh, I think all of ours are. Uh, who do you got for under four grand? I have Keelan Cole. Now, Oh, I, yeah. I, a little part of me is he going to get 200 yards? Hold, hold like on, hold on. Don't don't steal my thunder okay. here. Come on. Uh, a little part of me wanted to take D.D. Westbrook, who is actually cheaper, $200 cheaper at 3,200. Uh, when I came into the office today, I had no idea that D.D. Westbrook had proclaimed, predi- basically predicted that he will get 200 yards on the Browns this week. He expects 200 he yards expects of 200. himself. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. You expect 200. Yep. He'll probably <laughs> settle for 120 and two touchdowns. I'm sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just the throwing well, out the 90, 200 numbers. Let's, let's see. Randy Moss had 95 and two touchdowns. Anquan Bolden had 217 and two touchdowns. Yeah. If he falls anywhere in that category, that's amazing. I, I like D.D. Westbrook. I thought he <laughs> yeah. was great in college, okay? But he doesn't really have any kind of track record in the pro. So we, right. outside of this tremendous preseason that yeah. you speak of all the time, uh, in, you know, you're, you're defending guys that are now working at car washes. You know, like, uh, so it's kind of, you kind of have to take it for grain and salt. I will say this, though. I'm very excited about the Jaguars in this respect. They have a game that everyone assumes they'll win. They have upped the ante this week by Westbrook predicting how well he'll do. Tayshawn Gibson, a former Brown, basically saying, like, they're going to go winless and we're going to win by 40. So yeah. a lot of Jags know that they got to put their money where their mouth is. Exactly. That the, said, the Browns will I will be fired take up the on under the radar guy, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is average modestly. Three catches, 57 yards his last three games. He's getting targeted around six, seven times a week. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. And we've had this conversation the other day. Uh, Blake Bortles, make fun of him all you want. That was a horrible pass he threw uh, that got intercepted right before overtime. They're lucky that they even <laughs> which, won the game. Which one of okay, the two? I know. Okay. <laughs> he, threw the, he threw the most beautiful pass to Cole. In the t- uh, in mm-hmm. the back of the end zone last mm-hmm. week, and Cole, if he had stretched out just a little more, probably would have caught it. It was a beautiful pass. Uh, Bortles likes throwing to him in the red zone. They don't have Alan Hearns, or at least I'm assuming that'll be the case with Marquise Lee. Yeah, maybe Mercedes Lewis. Somebody out. has to step up. Um, yeah. Could be a running back, but at the same time, I believe in Keelan Cole. I especially believe in him at thirty four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a great price. My guy, Alex Smith, or excuse me, Alex Smith, wow. Throwing to himself. I saw that in the movie <laughs> once. My guy, Kenny Stills, $3,700. Bucks are fourth worst team against uh, defending opposing receivers. Uh, it just realized we have Kenny Drake in this game and Kenny Stills in this game that we like. Yeah. So Kenny Stills, fourth worst defending opposing receivers. And they, they've allowed some big days out of it, like, much like John's pick of, of second receivers. The, the Bucs are, are doing the same thing. Adam Thielen, Chris Hogan, Ted Ginn, John Brown, just like a ton. Deontay Thompson a couple times. A bunch of number two receivers on teams are just destroying the Bucks, And Stills is sneakily averaging 7.75 targets sneakily. per game over the last four. 
And three of those games, he had at least five catches and 65 yards, scoring three times in the last five. He's He's been making some numbers out there, especially in PPR leagues, and, and the price has not reflected it. He's still at 3,700 with a great matchup. Really like him this week. Well, everybody looks at Miami and you know writes them off. They're, they've thrown in the towel. They traded away Ajayi, and, and maybe some of those numbers came with uh, Devontae Parker out. But, man, at, at 3,700 – against a defense that bad, I, I'll, I'll take me a piece of some Kenny Stills. So far, we aren't we're, – basically, we're saving up money to spend on Travis Kelsey yep, against exactly. the Giants where yep. he's going to get 250 yards. Kelsey right? and the Jags defense. What, what are the NFL records? Uh, Willie Flip, does Willie Flipper Anderson still have the yardage record? Yes, he does. 300 yards and uh, five touchdowns uh, for uh, what is the, Kelsey? Let's focus on the tight end record. Uh, no tight end <laughs> has a shot of breaking Flipper Anderson's record, okay? Oh, it, uh, Travis never, Kelsey against the it'll Giants. It'll never happen. Come on. It'll never happen. All right. All right. Well, Jay, why don't you give us your tight end? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't mind since I spent <laughs> meagerly for the first three. Why don't we splurge a little bit? Obviously, Travis Kelsey, if you want to go him, I understand 10 straight games, uh, 11 different tight ends scored a touchdown during that period. It's insane what the Giants uh, have given up. That said, Jason Witten makes pretty good sense as well. $4,700. Last week confirmed earlier speculation that Witten would get more subsequent looks now that Ezekiel Elliott has finally accepted the terms of a six-game suspension. Uh, yes, the Cowboys have a prolific offensive line built for running, but injuries and depth issues have basically made it where the passing game will be the priority over the next three to four weeks. Plus, the Eagles have the NFL's 26th-ranked pass defense, allowing 268 yards per game. And against opposing tight ends, Philly owns bottom 12 rankings with catches, targets, and receiving yards allowed. Uh, get this, of his last five outings, Witten has a catch-to-target rate. You know, I love that stat. Mm-hmm. A catch-to-target rate of 85% in his last five outings. Um, and plus, he's a little overdue here. Uh, of his last 12 games against Philly, Witten has scored only one time. He's due. He's due. So you put it all together, $4,700. I will take it at that price. You know who scored the first tight end touchdown against the Giants this year? Yeah. Wait. Jason wait. Witten. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, Jason Witten. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All comes full circle. Oh, boy. Okay. Who's your tight end, John? Oh, I, I do like Witten, but yeah, who's your tight end? Do you want to ride in my Mercedes Lewis, boy? He oh, gets uh, Cleveland Browns defense uh, so right there futility-wise with uh, the Broncos and the Giants at, and the Redskins at uh, giving up tight end scoring. Uh, Cleveland's allowed five tight end touchdowns in their last six games, seven on the season. Um, Lewis has actually seen his uh, targets go up, five and six targets to the past couple of weeks. No Allen Hearns, as we've talked about uh, that certainly can't hurt Lewis's looks as well. So for the low, low discount price of $3,900, I'll take a shot with Mercedes Lewis against the Browns. I will say this. I'm happy that you mentioned the song, the Pebble song. Girlfriend <laughs> is better, though. Girlfriend is a much better song. Well, if we're, we're going to break down Pebble songs here. I, you know, I, I don't know that I came prepared. Girlfriend's so. the famous – since we have a lot of dogs here in the fanball <laughs> office, I don't mean that like in a negative term. Like we actually have dogs that work here. Um I, they have that famous. <laughs> the dogs it, don't work. No, oh no, come on! No, I've no, I've no, seen dogs, Stella the dogs doing do some not work. work. Yeah, so we uh, remember the girlfriend song. Somebody's dog actually barked on the, during the studio, and no one noticed it until after the the record came out. So there you go. Little trivia. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's move over to my tight end, Jermaine Gresham, thirty five hundred. Uh, 
Swifts. He he's been looking real good lately, but he's got a new quarterback again for the third time in like four weeks. Uh, Blaine Gabbert's going to be in. Jermaine Gresham is weirdly, you know, top ten in tight end red zone targets with ten. He's had five over the last uh, two weeks or so. Uh, last year, Blaine Gabbert went in, targeted the tight end 6.4 times per game, including two scores, and that was in in a five game stretch. For 3,500, it's you know it's it's a it's a good dart throw. It's a decent dart throw there. Well, especially since the rest of the receivers outside of Larry Fitzgerald are generally speed guys that need time to get open, get open deep. And that offensive line is just not set up to do that anymore. And, and the Texans have been bad against tight ends. Right. So uh, lots of opportunities for, for Gresham to uh, to be Blaine Gabbard's go-to guy this week. <laughs> I, I very much like it. All right. I, wow, that's all we had. You know what I was going to mention during the running backs, but I didn't. I'll just throw it in there. Doug Martin's an interesting play this week at 6,200. Um, Who? The, Doug Martin. Who? <laughs> he he lost me at nine carries for seven yards. I'm sorry. No offense to the you muscle hamster. If but. Uh, based on the Miami's uh, run defense was so bad last year, if Hurricane Irma had not come, and this was a bye week, I I would have had Martin probably a top five running back for this game. But you're right. Like he, he's still in the top fifteen for me, so it's a very good deal. But I thought he would just be dominating teams by now. And I've at the beginning of the season, definitely in August, I thought for sure he would dominate the Dolphins. So, uh, you know, hopefully he will. Well, I was just thinking of, uh, it, you know, if you had told me in August, I'd be, I'll give you Terrell Pryor against the Saints defense for free in Week 11. I mean, in August, that looked good, like a lock. Like, yeah. you know, how many hundreds of yards and how many multiple touchdowns. And If, if you had told me last December that I'd be living in Minnesota, <laughs> well, I would have given you, you all the money in the world. There you go. That, you know? and, you, and it's only starting to get cold. It's uh, He's 6,200. He's averaging 16.5 carries per game over the last four. And Miami's last three opponents are averaging 152 rushing yards per game. And five touchdowns over that three-game stretch. Hey, not if, good right now. If by, know, the, by the way, uh, the largest yardage game by a tight end in NFL history. Oh, here it is. Ed Dixon just a few weeks ago, 175 <laughs> yards. <laughs> You're Get kidding out of me, town, really? I just wrote about the, that today. The I immortal Ed Dixon. I just That's assumed that somebody man. has gotten had gotten over 200. You, you know what? Let me uh, let me huh. double check this. You might have to correct Pro that, Football that, Reference that again. That is the largest one I could find. What? But again. Oh, yeah. Fish, oh, Fish is I'm consistently editing Pro I'm Football incorrect. Reference. This yeah, isn't Wikipedia, I, dude. I corrected, they don't make mistakes. I corrected Pro Football <laughs> Reference. Uh, no, I corrected Pro Football Reference uh, just uh, a few days ago. Really? Yep, they they fixed three is of Is that their... what you were all excited about the other day? And I, like, <laughs> no. you were, I had my headphones <laughs> on. I could just see him jumping up here and it down is. and hugging people. I, I widened the scope. Okay. Uh, and the largest was 2002 Shannon Sharp, 214 yards. There we okay, go. Now that, uh, there we I, go. I'm not saying 175 isn't a lot, but I just It's number six all time. Yeah. It's right. number six all time. Yeah. And does that include any games from Marcus Colston, the year that he was uh, officially a tight end on Yahoo? <laughs> I do not see Colston's name okay, in here. Okay, just check it. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, two hundred fourteen. In Yahoo's yards. defense, he was a seventh <laughs> round pick. It's not like he was a first rounder and they and they purposely screwed it up. You know, he, he had the Devin Funches body in college, and they mistook him for a tight end. You know, and they corrected it a year later. Well, the Panthers mistook Devin Funches for a wide receiver for multiple years. I don't, I don't even think people that had Colston as a tight end that year. 
benefited in the playoffs because I, I think he kind of struggled toward the end. So it's, it didn't even – it's like Brady's year of 50 touchdown passes in 2007. It meant nothing once the playoffs started, and he threw 140 and zero touchdowns against the Jets in week 14. All right, yeah, that's a little history debate. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like giving history here. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I like it. We can't like all it, have the we we don't we can't all have the capacity to correct Pro Football Reference. No. but we can certainly live out our memories. But we do all have the capacity to watch NFL Network on Friday for the greatest football life I'm sure to be ever. Wow. What Eddie George, oh, my guy Eddie man. George. This is interesting. What do you think the most touchdowns in a game by a tight end is? Three. Uh. No, it's probably four. Did you look this up? No. It's a 25-way tie for three. Really? Yep. Who's who's the <laughs> – give me two names that we'd know and one name that we'd say, you got to be kidding me. Well, well hold on. Mercedes Gronk Lu- Gronk's on that list. Mercedes yeah. Lewis has done it. Gronk's on the list yeah. three Lewis, times. Yeah. Lewis did it this year earlier. Yep, that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Algie Crumpler did it. Algie Crumpler. Joseph nice. Foria did it. You might remember oh. him. Oh, Dante Rosario did it. Joseph Furry wasn't even the best tight end in his family. Julius Thomas. I mean, no offense. Antonio Gates did it three times. There you go. Uh, Dwayne Allen, Martavis Bennett. Mike um, Ditka. Vernon Davis, Tyler Eifert. Last year against Cleveland. Jermichael Finley. Yes, it was against Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, but so is that more likely for Kelsey? A four-touchdown game against the Giants. A three-touchdown, no, against the Giants. Yeah, this this week. week. Three touchdowns is a lot more. De- okay, which well, is more no likely? Way to quantify which, this. Let's do this. You, you have a far greater chance of three touchdowns two, than you do of two hundred yards. Let's just do two fifteen or four touchdowns. This feels four like, touchdowns to break yeah, it. Four. It's never going to happen. No, why don't you just go three? Three this is feels ambitious lo- enough. This feels like a yeah. Twitter poll, and if Fish doesn't beat me to it, I'm, I'm going to okay. post which right. record will Travis Kelsey break <laughs> this week against the Giants? The well, yardage how, one. Why, why the, don't you just say tie? Three. Three is a lot. Okay, you guys are really putting. The Giants are so bad. Here's you guys. They're so Cart, bad. Horse, two V and Scott, and there's me over. But here. If I the think two it's of, more like cart and then a mile and then the horse. If the, <laughs> is where if we're if at the right two now. of us are pulling the cart, we could probably do that for a little oh. bit. You're forgetting about Kareem Hunt. You're forgetting about Demarcus Robinson and Tariq, Tyreek Hill. You know, like things like that. This isn't a one man show here. <laughs> All right. No, it is definitely not. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> this is not a one man show with us either. But I do want to mention. A three-man show going on Sunday morning on the at Fanball account. All yeah. three of us Thank will God be God taking. Thank God he didn't say three-way. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for a three-way at the the naked baby picture of Jay <laughs> on the at Fanball Twitter account. No, creepy. Uh, 1130 to 12.30 Eastern, 10.30 to 11.30 Central. We will be taking over the Fanball account on Twitter and answering any questions you have. so And they don't need to be football-related. No, no, they don't. Ask us anything. Yeah. We don't care. We'll, we'll, we'll answer anything, pretty much. So thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, for at J2V on Twitter, for at M-I-N underscore J Clemens, and for me, at ScottFish24. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.